This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. I'm Liz Gill classic cars. You might love them because they remind you of your youth or you just love them. We're going to talk repairs and car shows today with Mike Martin from Classic Restoration. It's a flash to the past. Coach can also ask, answer your 21st century vehicle questions. How are you doing today, Coach? I am just doing great. Stayed out of the storms. That's right. I hope there's not a lot of hail damage on, on folks. I know a lot of people don't like to use their garages as car garages, but that those that protects your investment. I wasn't so wor- much worried about my truck. I was more worried about my garden. Oh, yeah, yeah, those little little plants that are just uh, right. peeking out. I hope they're all okay. Yes. Well, tell us, introduce our guests that we've got today. Well, today we uh, I, I wanted to call the show Flash to the Past. We're going to talk about classic cars, and we got what is today we got. Mike Martin. Uh, he's going to talk to us about what really got him interested first into classic cars. So, Mike, we're going to turn it over to you for a minute. Coach, I sure appreciate being here. Well, thank you. So, uh, I was raised down in Crystal Springs, and um, from an early age, going back into the 50s and uh, growing up through the 60s, I was interested in these automobiles. Uh, my mother bought a 57 Chevrolet Bel Air four-door hardtop back in those days. And when I first saw that on a cold winter day over at my aunt's house, I thought it was the most beautiful car I ever saw. I was really have been infatuated with those vehicles from, from that point on. But anyway, uh, Crystal Springs was an innocent place to grow up, a great place to grow up, just 25 miles south of Jackson. And... Uh, Cars were a really important thing for a youngster like that. And back in those days, uh, you know, the reveal of the cars in the in the fall was a big deal, where they would put paper across the glass, and uh, always a lot of excitement about the new car models. And the cars were so different then, looked so different, and. Uh, not like today where it's tar- hard to tell a Impala from a um, Toyota. Right. And so uh, the models changed each year. And then in the early 60s, really 63, 64, uh, John DeLorean with uh, Pontiac Motor Division put a big V8 engine in a midsize car, and they called it a GTO. And from that point, those things sold so well that the American automobile industry got into the muscle car era. About that time, Lee Iacocca was uh, building the Ford Mustang, and they sold about a million of those things. And so General Motors and Chrysler jumped all over that, too. So the muscle car era was a great time to grow up i graduated from high school in 67 so i lived through all of that and uh, i i got in this uh little bind of a car restoration business not a bind but at age 73 you wouldn't you're supposed to be retired which i am not and uh 
my mama back in those days, I asked one time, I said, Mama, where are we going to go on vacation next year? And she said, we're not going to go on vacation. I expect you to have a job and get to work. Well, I'm still working here all these years later, so Mama ought to be pleased. And um, anyway, I didn't have a car. I was driving to Mama's car and riding around Crystal Springs one time with my good buddy Bill Price. And so he said, what kind of car do you want? And I said, well, I want a Volkswagen Bug. And so Bill's a consummate Southern gentleman, you know. He, he talks in sort of a code. I know how to read the code. And so he said, if I were you, I wouldn't do that, which is Bill Price talk for you'd be an idiot if you bought that bug. <laughs> and so uh, anyway, I didn't buy the bug. I bought the neighbor's 56 Chevrolet, which had a s- semi economy engine 265 cubic inch so we ripped that thing out and put a 396 engine right off the bat so uh it's been downhill ever since on the car scene but uh after college you know life sort of gets in the way of your car hobby and so i didn't i didn't have a car back then but i was interested in the cars and so my aunt gave me her 53 chevrolet and that was the first car that i had and uh, so, you know, a career, I was in the general insurance business from uh, 1973, and we built that thing up, and uh, 30 years of the general insurance business, I never did like it, but I did it. And so... That was work. There you go. Yeah. And uh, the Lord let me sell that thing, and so I was... Uh, then sort of knocking around i was age 51 i sort of retired and i was uh i was busy but i wasn't doing anything and so i had the idea that i wanted to learn how to do body work automobile body work so i went up to homes and enrolled up there for two semesters eddie ellis was the teacher and he's he's a wonderful character and he taught me uh the body shop it I was never very good at it, but I, I tried hard. While I was in that class, I uh, I said, I need a garage. I need someplace. I, and I'd had a couple of other cars by then, a Camaro and a Chevelle Super Sport. So when I got out, I took about a year to build a garage behind my house in Madison. And uh, I had no thought about being in the classic car restoration business, but uh about 15 minutes after I finished that, another friend from Rankin County, Ken Fairley, called and said, do you think you can can restore a 1961 DeSoto? I had no idea. <laughs> and so uh, I said, I like to challenge. So I said, yeah, w- maybe we can do that. And we did do that. And that was, quite, that was quite a challenge. So it sounds like that from beginning to where you are today. So let's go and give our phone number out, uh, Liz, and then we'll continue. That's right. We want to hear your stories. What about classic cars? Are you love them? Uh, are you uh, in, indebted to them? Or is this become your passion? Do you have a? Are you restoring any cars? Do you have questions? We've got lots of experts here. We'd love for you to send us your questions by email, auto at mpbonline.org. 
our guest is Mike Martin from Classic Restoration. We're we're hearing how he worked the work, and then you know, fifty one's not too too old to just turn your life around to start working your passion. Well, you know, I had a, a part time guy that uh, was helping me, and as things go, then that became a full-time guy and then the next thing you know you got two full-time guys and three and so I was breaking every zoning law in the city of Madison, <laughs> Mississippi, and I knew I had to get out of that garage. That must have, that must have been before Mayor Mary. <laughs> well, Mary's a friend of mine. I did not want to get the call from her saying, somebody said you got a business at your home, which I did. I didn't mean for it to be like that. So anyway, I'm all legit now. We moved to a place on Ridgewood Road, and... Uh, Anyway, now I was counting them up when I came down here. We've got five. We've got five guys that do mechanical work, and we've got two guys that do paint and body work. And uh, so we've got it happening. I have a uh, partner now, fifty-fifty partner, Mike McElroy, just fine as he can be. And uh, we've got it happening. You know, it, it's the same old deal. We try to do good, work hard, tell the truth, and uh, the phone rings. Well, it it's ringing, and so I I enjoy it. I enjoy the uh, meeting the folks. Uh, a lot of these clients become friends, and so it's it's really worked out well. And uh, we've got a paint booth there, and we do small some from small mechanical stuff all the way up to where we take them off the frame and. Uh, complete restorations you know uh, sometimes i was thinking mike is that some people don't know exactly what when you talk about restoring a car from top to bottom explain that a little bit to me well wait before we get into that let's hang on to that and let's take our break and uh, then we'll we'll hear lots of good stories if you've got a question about your new car, your new-to-you car, or your very, very, very old car, send us your emails, auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about classics with Mike Martin from Classic Restoration. We'll talk about recalls coming up. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. When you look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB-THE-NUMBER-4-CAR. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. 
You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more AutoCorrect, find our podcast. It's on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. I didn't see any recalls since our last show. Had quite a few last week, but we always want to remind you, you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recall. Just put in that VIN or you can find their Safer Car app. We're talking about classic rides with our guest Mike Martin from Classic Restoration. We're also talking about 21st century vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. But it's a call-in show, folks, so we want to hear from you. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. We've got another Mike to bring in, Mike Martin, who has uh, been a friend to AutoCorrect, who's in charge of Eurofest car shows, is called in. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Liz. It's Mike Marsh. I'm sorry. (laughs) Mike Marsh, that's right. Uh, You've got uh, a wonderful uh, event planned for Natchez coming up this month. Tell us about it. That's right. It's going to be uh, Friday and Saturday, uh, April uh, 22-23. It's going to be an all-European show in downtown Natchez. It's going to stretch for three blocks on both sides of the street on Broadway. Uh, We've got right now, we've got an excess of 150 cars uh, uh, signed up. We've got four more days for sign-up, and we'll go well north of 150, and it's just going to be a great show. Uh, we have cars coming from 11 states this year, uh, all the way from uh, Indiana to Arkansas, from Texas to Florida, up to North Carolina, and uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a heck of a show. Uh, we've got motorcycles and vintage cars, and uh, I'd like to tell you about three uh, unusual cars, very unusual cars. Yeah, we need to know what we need to look for. We need to know what's special. What are you excited about? Well, I'm excited because of the uh, 17 or more Eurofest shows I put on in at the Renaissance, at Natchez, and in Baton Rouge. This is shaping up as the most exciting because of the diversity of the cars. For instance, we have a 1925 Rolls-Royce Silver Ghost coming that's being driven from just outside of Austin, Texas. It's, I've never seen one, but when you see one, you'll never forget it. We have a 1930 Austin 7 Chumley, which is a little British car. It weighs less than 800 pounds, got a little bitty four-cylinder engine in it, and it was the most popular car sold in Britain uh, in the 30s. Uh, the car spent uh, its first 30 years in Egypt, uh, its next 30 years in Lebanon, and its final 30 years uh, in Baton Rouge. It's just an incredible car. Uh, it'll be a big favorite with the kids because it's a little roadster that was given to soon-to-be crown prince, uh, uh, the king of uh, uh, the king of Egypt, 
King Farouk. It was given to him when he was 11 years old. And in, in one of our e-blasts to all of our participants, we have a picture of him driving the car when he's 11 years old. Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, it's, it's quite a car. But the, the car that I'm anxiously, I've never seen, I'm looking forward to seeing, is a 1956 Ferrari 250 GT alloy body coupe that raced to the 1956 Millimilia, finished 33rd, and the owner raced it in 2021, and it was the number one American finished car. Uh, Enzo Ferrari built seven of them when he decided to get into the uh, uh, coupe business, in addition to the Roadster and Cabriolet business. He built seven of them, and three of them he put up with alloy body, aluminum bodies, and raced them to give the car an immediate instant reputation. And it, uh, it's a very, very unusual rare Ferrari that I'm looking forward to seeing. And, and we have, uh, in addition, we have about 35 Rolls-Royce and Bentleys. This is a regional meet for the Rolls-Royce Club of America, and it's a regional meet for the Mercedes-Benz Club of America. So... We're, lo- we're loaded to bear along the banks of the Mississippi River this year. I can tell you that. Well, that well, is that will be like so excited to be in, and you know it's downtown Natchez on Broadway, so it's free to go to. That's April twenty second and twenty third. Um, we're so excited that uh, folks can just just walk down the street and see all these amazing vehicles. Yeah, Liz, the show opens, technically the show opens at 10 o'clock, but we advise everybody to come early, particularly if you want to take pictures before the crowd gets there, because when the crowd gets there, it's hard to get a picture of a car without a lot of people standing around. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a great time. The award ceremony is at 3 o'clock. We're we're presenting about uh, 50 awards, so that's uh, one award for every three cars entered. Well, fantastic. And, you know, I'm looking right now at the weather forecast, and Saturday, April 23rd, looks nice and sunny, and it looks like it's going to be dry for the few days before that. So that sounds fantastic. Well, that's that's great because we've got a lot of guys that just don't like to trailer their cars. They like to drive. In fact, the guy that's got the 1925 Rolls-Royce told me, he said, Mike, if you ever see one of my cars on a trailer, it's been stolen. <laughs> well, that's so funny. Um, thank you so much. Mike Marsh uh, is talking about Eurofest, which is going to happen April 22nd, 23rd, 2022 in downtown Natchez on Broadway. It starts at 10, but get there early so you can take some pictures. Thanks for calling in to let us know about that, Mike. You bet, Liz. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. We're so glad uh, Mike called in because we are also talking to Mike Martin today from Classic Restoration. We uh, are talking about classic cars, but also taking your 21st century vehicle repair questions. We've got so much to talk about. We were going to talk about uh, the actual restoration process. Right. Uh, go ahead, Mike, and tell us something about how, what do we talk about when we talk about restore a car from top to bottom? Well, these cars uh, differ. You know, some of them are in, in better shape than others. We went and got a 51 Chevrolet out of a warehouse down in Brookhaven, been down there with these fine folks, had owned it. 
and it had been in that warehouse for over 40 years and the conditions in there were not so good and so the the exterior of the car looked pretty good but underneath rust was a problem and so rust is the biggest problem on these old cars and you've got to neutralize it one way or the other and so this car is going to have to be chemically dipped or it it could be we'd put it on what's called a rotisserie where you can get at the bottom of it and they can bead blast the car with uh, high pressure water and glass beads and uh, we would sandblast the frame and so all of this is costly. The the bumpers on this thing needed to be sent off to be re-chromed, and that's expensive. The instrument cluster had to be sent to South Carolina to get it rebuilt, and the guy told me yesterday it was going to cost $1,500 for the uh, instrument cluster to be rebuilt. The bumpers are bad. Bumpers are high now. This re-chroming process is going to cost at least $3,000 to re-chrome the bumpers. There's a lot of trim on this car, so chroming is expensive. So the whole process is just not inexpensive. It's labor, you know, labor heavy, and it's just not a, a something for the faint of heart or the empty pop pocketbook. That's, that's your that's your warning when you go to the car show and you see all these gorgeous vehicles and you think, oh, I would love that. You either have to learn how to do it yourself or have some deep, deep pockets. Well, I was thinking about that, Liz, that uh, as he's talking about chroming these bumpers, you know, we don't have those chrome bumpers today, and everything you have chrome on these newer vehicles are plastic. It's just a chrome paint that's put on them. Uh, the bumpers and the chrome door handles, the chrome window cranks and all, all of those are just metal, and that costs, because if you're going back original. Well, Coach, you know, you can do a lot of things yourself, but I don't imagine you, you've got a chrome dipper in your backyard. I don't have a rotisserie like he has. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take our call from the Gulf Coast. Tommy has called in. Tommy, we're so glad you've called in today. We're talking classic cars with Mike Martin from Classic Restoration, but Coach is also here to take your regular vehicle questions. So what's your comment or question? Well, I was going to reiterate what Mike said. It's going to take a lot of money with a classic car. And my wife and I have learned that the hard way. Uh, we're driving down Highway 90 right now, and we turned on the radio, and we just had to smile at each other when we first heard him uh, talking about how hard it's going to be and how much it hurts. In the end, uh, it's a lot of money, but it's about relationships, too, that you, you get to meet a lot of people when you have a restored classic car that you would not ordinarily meet. And I think in the end for the two of us, it's been about getting to know people all over the U.S. uh, that have classic cars of their own. And a quick little story. We had a good friend that was on the power tour and they were somewhere in Wisconsin. They don't even remember. And a broke-down car on the side of the road was like a piece of candy to this man. And he stopped and helped get the man on his way. And through that man stopping and helping another person, uh, 
about 50 really close relationships that have developed between some people on the Gulf Coast and some people in Cartersville, Georgia. And for us, like I said, it's about the relationship, and we get to see these old cars all the time, and it's just so beautiful. Uh, so just wanted to throw that in, not to forget about, uh, you know, cars are good and a lot of fun, uh, but it, it mainly boils down to uh, relationships. So thank you for having him on. Yeah, there's been many times that I've seen people with classic cars out there and that I've made relationships with them myself, and I still know them today, and we uh, still visit. But, you know, the cars just bring out something in everybody because I think people are looking at them in a little different way. You know, I was just thinking I like those big fins on the back of those cars. You know, it just, you know, I, I really love older muscle cars. It's yeah. a way of life. It is. The, the restoring. And, you know, whether it's uh, from your teenage life or your middle life or your later life, um, it, it, it changes your life having a uh, something that, that is going to be your passion. Our email address where you can send questions today is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking classic vehicles with Mike Martin from Classic Restoration, but that's just between your vehicle repair questions. What's in the news? I'll tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing a doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, retired from Clinton High School's Automotive Technology Program, is our expert host. I'm Liz Gill. Hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. You can listen to our show on demand. You can also support our show. And we want to take just a moment to last week was our pledge drive. We are so grateful and thankful that our listener-supported station is supported by our listeners. Thank you to everyone who made contributions last week. We appreciate you, whether you did a one-time contribution or you're a sustainer and contribute monthly. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. So in the news, we had MDOT on last week, and their website is fantastic. And we want to remind everybody, uh, flash floods can occur within a few minutes or up to six hours after excessive rainfall. And, man, we've been having the excessive rainfall lately. So for weather driving tips, please check MDOT.MS. Dot gov, their website has uh, fantastic information. 
We're talking about classic vehicles with Mike Martin from Classic Restoration. We'd love for you to email your questions, auto at mpbonline.org. Hey, let's talk about our tip of the week. Uh, I always think about these windshields that have these little cracks in them or these little pecks in them you want to get those windshields fixed because that little peck will end up cracking all the way across that windshield so you want to be uh, very careful and make sure you get those fixed awesome safe tip um so uh, mike you've told us a little bit about uh restoring you know what's the difference between uh, you know uh, old cars and new cars is it just age or are they like different animals uh, the technology yeah, what, what do we get what do we see I'll tell you the truth, I, I don't really know that much about new cars because the one factor that stays the same with us is that we work on old stuff. You know, there's not a computer in that joint. And uh, so I don't know. The oldest thing we worked on is it probably from in the 20s. And so then it'd be unusual for us to work on something uh outside of the 70s and uh so that was prior to the technical innovations a lot of that that we have now right we still had points uh, ignition systems maybe a little electronic ignition systems but not much but most of it was all mechanical vacuum and that's really what those old cars had in them that's correct that's right so uh very seldom do we work on something that's that's modern. Tell us something. One of the most interesting cars that you have restored. Well, uh, we've done dozens, if not uh, uh, several hundred, you know. And so, Mustangs, Chevelles, that DeSoto that we started out with. Everything, a lot of these cars have a long history. That DeSoto was owned by uh, a businessman here in town. He was a partner in Robinson Brothers Auto Dealership, which is in Richard Schwartz. That would, it, Richard Schwartz's office was Robinson Brothers car dealership downtown Jackson. And so Mr. Fike was one of the partners in that deal, and he built Westland Plaza. And uh, so, very interesting history with him and his grandson that really owns the car now. So, uh, that that was an interesting. The first one we did was was very interesting. But a '66 Volkswagen Carmen Gee, a lot of folks don't even know what a Carmen Gee is, which is sort of a sporty bug, you know. And that '41 Chevrolet, it's a style line deluxe sport coupe that's that's the name of it and so it was a higher trim level a uh, very inter- interesting car though i didn't even know such existed like that and uh so quite a great group of interesting vehicles pontiac transams we've got two, three of those we're fooling with right now ford broncos are real hot properties now and a couple of those that we have working on so well mike i have a question for you uh do most people get their cars restored or old car restored to drive it or just to have it in shows or have it in a garage or are they okay to drive every day well a lot of these folks want to drive these cars 
but some of them are so fine, cost so much that they don't want to drive them. They don't. They're going to trailer them wherever they go. So, but we like to fix them up to where folks can go somewhere in them. That Trans Am we're working on now, that lady said, you fix this thing up, and I'm going to go to Florida in it with my girlfriends. And so that she wants to go. And we want to make them where they're dependable, that they, the air conditioner will work in them. You know, we need air, air down here. And if the car doesn't have air, we can add air to it. So uh, well, I, I look at it, you go back to some of these movies, and they have these nice uh, <coughs> classic cars in them. You, you was talking about a car that had wing windows in it this morning. You know, different things like that that are nostalgia of bringing you back to where you were when you were young or just wish you had the car. Well, one of the things, you know, you mentioned adding air conditioning. You know, air conditioning and cruise control are the two things I will not do without in <laughs> in a vehicle and I guess you know it's your car you can do whatever you want if you were going to take it to be judged if it was a competition do you get points knocked off for adding air conditioning but you know you're driving to Florida you're going to want air conditioning yeah well some of these cars like Corvettes uh, the National Corvette Restore Society they judge them they want them as they were produced and so they don't want those kind of changes if you added air to one of those classic corvettes and then had it judged by the ncrs you're going to lose points and so uh but a lot of folks don't want the cars judged they do want to drive them yeah, I think I would like them just the way they came off the uh, factory assembly line because I see a lot of cars out there that people raise up, the older cars, they jack them up and all, and, you know, I really don't like that. I like them to be just as they were from the get-go, you know. I, I want to know, when people get in, first get into, I want a classic car, do... Uh, do they do it because they have a particular car in mind or they come across one or where does their where have you seen people's passion comes from a lot of these cars uh that volkswagen carmen gear we're working on right now that lady learned to drive in that car the 51 Chevrolet is the same thing that owner still owns that car she learned how to drive in that car oftentimes you'll say they'll say my uncle had a car like this it won't be the same car but it'll be one very similar and they won't what was in the past it seems so before you buy a car (laughs) do you need to have a mechanic before you even buy a car so that you know once you get it that's where it can go well, these cars need to be looked at by somebody that knows what they're doing before they're bought. Generally, rust can be be an issue. And even in a Corvette, which has got a fiberglass body, you think, well, I'm safe on buying that. It's not going to rust out. Well, the frame can rust out. And that can be a real terror. You know, I almost bought a Corvette one time. If I'd have bought it, you'd have had to buy a new frame, which cost a lot. Well, you think about that, Mike. You think about all the brake lines and all the other components, that the steering components and all those that can rust out as well. You know, that, that's right. Uh, the fuel I've lines. Got, yeah. I've got an Oldsmobile, a 442, and I took it to an event down at the uh, 
trademark. And when I left there, the brake pedal went to the floor, and a, and a, the brake line had broke. It had rusted and broke. Right. A car with no brakes is not fun. <laughs> not at all. All right, so I'm going to ask this once, and, it, you know, maybe it will never be spoken again on this show. What about car kits? I mean, it, it, aren't there ways to have a quote-unquote classic car, but it's... In a kit. It's, it's, yeah, it's not off the assembly line. It's all new parts. Well, we bought a brand-new body for a Ford Bronco, and uh, that, that can be done. But not all the time. Uh, you can't necessarily buy perhaps uh, something that wasn't produced in a lot of numbers or not so valuable. But the body for the Ford Bronco cost $19,000 complete, you know, just the body, not the frame, not an engine, just the body. But that was less expensive than us fixing what he had to begin with, what had rusted to nothing. Well, and it's your car. You you, you do whatever you want. Right. You do you. We're discussing classic rides and taking your repair questions. You can send us an email to our address, auto at mpbonline.org. Send it anytime. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. Oh, and hey, I, I don't want to sound ignorant, so I appreciate a listener who corrected me. It's Hyundai. You say it's a Hyundai. And this is a Hyundai, and if you love an El Camino... You're going to want to check out this vehicle. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. With the crossover-based Ford Maverick pickups selling out, you had to know other automakers would get into that market. And the one we have this week is one of the best. It's the 2022 Hyundai Santa Cruz Limited Edition. It shares its expressive exterior styling with the Tucson crossover, except for the back, where it has a bed. And that bed's very unique. It has a full sealable tonneau cover that comes over so you can put your luggage and your gear in the back it's got underfloor storage and a household outlet for camping gear and other toys so i think that's very cool moving inside full luxury you've got heated and ventilated front seats bose audio system twin screens for the instruments and for the infotainment system wireless phone charging and a full suite of crash avoidance systems that includes automatic emergency braking lane tracing steering and rear cross path detection with auto brake under the hood, it's a turbocharged four-cylinder engine, delivers 281 horsepower, you get 19 miles per gallon in the city, 27 on the highway, and you can still pull 5,000 pounds, so very capable. Let's talk about price. It starts at $24,000. This one fully equipped, $41,100.
See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center and host of Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking. Join us as we explore issues that relate to you and your family, from mental health obstacles and family interactions to handling life disruptions. Whatever the issue, let's try to figure it out together. You can listen live Tuesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to our whole show on our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. I'm Liz Gill, but our expert is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician, and our guest is Mike Martin from Classic Restoration. We've got a couple of phone calls. Let's go to Fairhope, Alabama, and talk to Eric. Eric, thanks so much for calling in today. What's your comment or question? Well, I have a question. I have an 18-year-old I'm getting ready to send to Auburn in the fall, and he drives a five Honda Pilot, but the timing belt went out on it, and we're told it'll be at least $450 fixed, and we're just wondering with 250,000 miles on it if it's time to get rid of that car. Well, I will say at $450 to get the timing belt fixed, that's cheap. You know, that, uh, usually uh-huh. that, that usually that job runs about $1,200 for all they have to do, but 250,000 miles and it's still uh, still running good and it just needs a timing belt. Uh, you know, is that the first time the timing belt's ever been changed? No, we've changed it a couple other times. We just let it get away from us this time. Yeah, if you have no other problems with that vehicle and, like I say, and it runs good, I'd put a timing belt on it and keep going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's good. Also, it's, it's got a paint problem. It's like lost the top layer of paint on part of it. I, is there anything you can do about that? I guess you'd have to have it all repainted or something like that. Is there... Yeah, every manufacturer puts a clear coat on their paint now, and, uh, you know, Chevrolet and a lot of the foreign manufacturers did have a problem with that clear coat coming off, and there's really nothing you can do about it but get another clear coat put back on it after it was repainted. I see. Okay, good. Well, thanks. Yes, sir. Appreciate calling. Thanks, Eric. I want to have someone on sometime to talk about wraps. Can, I'll find somebody. Oh, on that one. oh, I'd love that. That's interesting to me. All right, let's go. We've done Alabama. Let's do Tennessee and talk with David from Memphis. David, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Uh, good morning. I've got a 1961 MGA Roadster, and um, I've had it about five years. It's a beautiful car. Love driving it. My question is, uh, where would be the best place for me to go to learn how to work on something like that, even though I know it's not complicated like today's cars? And I am learning on YouTube at the moment, and I'd like to get more hands-on. 
Well, you know, if you're going to take and work on any car, the first thing is the mechanical part of it, just to know how to do the mechanical parts, how to do the brakes, how to do the steering, how to do the engine itself. And if uh, if you already have that knowledge, then you may want to go to like a like Mike did, went to a. Uh, community college and got some type of training on body work on that or they could even give you if you didn't have the knowledge the mechanical knowledge you could do a training there as well for mechanical okay next question at classic restoration um do y'all do um just restorations from ground up or would you work on just the engine or do you do everything well we do everything but we don't have much expertise with like the engine in in that car you're talking about we have more expertise with american-made v8s or six-cylinder engines so that's more specialized and but there's folks out there that could work on that engine Right. I, I know that's why I, I was asking because they're, they're kind of hard to find, and um, I don't have a problem getting parts. Um, the problem is finding somebody who's got experience working on the car and knows what they're talking about. Yeah, you just need to search, uh, ask around the Internet. There, there's somebody out there that can work on that engine. Yeah, no, I'm not having a problem at the moment. I just, I just wanted to know in the future if I had do have one, where to take it. So you're being proactive. I like that. David, <laughs> David, we were just about to segue into talking about a car club. Um, is that a good place if you join a car club, especially if you're, if it's got other people with your same kind of brand? Would do they share information or is, do they keep it a secret if they find a good mechanic? Well, no, no, they're they're very they're very helpful. Uh, they some of them have got lifts at their houses, and they're they're very um, helpful when it comes to their time, and they're very generous with their time and knowledge. So um, I, I've done. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, oops, I'm sorry about that, uh, uh, David. Um, tell us about the the car club that you're involved with, Mike. Well, almost 20 years ago, a group of us founded Mississippi Classic Cruisers, and so I think that's the largest car club in Mississippi uh, with the number, we have between two and 300 members, and so uh, I have really enjoyed meeting so many folks through that car club, and uh, it is a great place to gain knowledge of where to send something, who can do this, who can do that, and we have uh, a car show, uh, Scarecrow Cruising Car Show in Madison in October. I think it's the 22nd, 23rd, of Friday and Saturday. And it's a big deal where we have about 500 cars to show up. And we've got two worthy charities there that we have given over $190,000 in this 18 years that we've put on that car show. So Mississippi Classic Cruisers is a good car sh- car club to join. You can do it, go online and see how to join. Well, you don't even have to have a car to join, do you? No. <laughs> One time we had a president, didn't even have a car. <laughs> well, well, see, that's, that's the, you get all the joy of classic cars and none of the high expense of maintaining and repairing them. Well, you right. know, I was able to tour Mike's uh, shop uh, a couple weeks ago and you should see everything that he's talking about if you could just see it you would be amazed 
Well, maybe we'll have to we'll have to find some photos to 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 put up to share with everybody. So we've got uh, Eurofest that's in downtown Jackson on. April 22nd and 23rd but in Natchez and if uh, you're planning out a little farther in October 22nd and 23rd Mississippi Classic Cruisers has the Scarecrow in Madison County downtown Madison downtown Madison. Well, we're so glad to have you on, and now that we've got this as our resource, we might just have to bring you on from time to time. Yes. So, Coach, what are you working on under the hood, uh, wherever you work on things under the hood? Well, you know, I work on more newer vehicles, and so right now, I just got through finished with a um, Chevrolet truck doing some ABS work and stuff like that on it, so there's a lot of different things I got going on with different vehicles, but, you know, I am going out of town in the next two weeks, I'm going to Israel. I'm going to be gone for uh, a week, then I will be back. Keep your eyes peeled and tell us what kind of vehicles you see there. Oh, yes. I always like to go to other countries. You know, I'm amazed when I went across seas in Europe, they didn't have but one or two Dodges or Fords. In the entire country. It is very interesting. Thank you, Mike Martin from Classic Restoration, for being on our show. Thank you, Jay White and Michelle McAdoo, for helping put on our broadcast. For Coach Charlie Melton, Master Technician, I'm Liz Gill. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.